straight out of Leighton. You're listening to Nitwick Radio with your hosts, Logan, Aaron, Jake, and I like that Cody. it still says that we're talking about Palimpsest. Yeah, well, it's because we are, to be honest. You know, we're rewriting no, no, history. No, it's, it's, it's it actually says Palimpsest a wonder. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Close enough. I love that so much. We're doing the third is Palimpsest there, Is there album. some irony here? Because Palimpsest is a word that means to like write over another document. Hello and there's welcome. Some, there's some irony. Hello and welcome to Newick Radio. This is season three, episode nine. Uh, album of the album of the week is a wonder by a oh wonder, wonder. Yes. and uh, the topic of the week is. You remember? Yeah. Can Americans make K-pop slash J-pop or similar? Or Brit no, it was Brit pop Brit, first. Brit, was it pop or K-pop? We want to eat. Yeah. We want to start easy into the discussion. Yep, yep. And then we want to get real spicy. The question was first Brit pop and then K-pop. It's a great week to talk about Britpop. Do you know where Oh Wonder's from? Of course I do. London. 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 They're from London, London. though. Where did they come from? <laughs> Team Biscuits. <laughs> that's a little bit... That's a little. It's bit. Tuesday, isn't it? <laughs> Let me check my ske- schedule. Thank you very much. Yeah. I've got it on my schedule, got mate. Got your arms <laughs> Go to the oldie. Right now. Let's go. Right now, bro. Uh, go this is the worst episode of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> Logan, you you unironically though you do say tunes, tune, tunes, yeah, yeah, tunes. You think I didn't know that? I knew that. No, I do it. I do it not because it's British. I do it because it's cutesy. Tunes. You, know? you do it. Um, our, we have a neighbor that literally says schedule. Schedule. And, and he does it very intentionally. That's messed up. Yeah. Well, it's not does that much more messed the up same than tunes. That, like no, I've taught myself <laughs> no, to say Leighton. Um. I don't know which 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 neighbor are you even like Leighton. Is it a statement? Layton, yeah. with oh, this whoops, individual? we just docked ourselves. Make make this a doxed. Oh, well, we say straight out of Leighton. <laughs> literally, we dox ourselves every week. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Jake, Jake. Uh, which neighbor? And are they making a statement with that? Or this neighbor? And he is making a statement with it. Yes. Oh, What's the right. statement? What's he standing for? Um, that more British rights. More more pure pronunciation, yeah. That's a terrible reason. Yeah, that's his reason. It would be schedule. Man's got yeah. no tunes. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Schedule, I mean, if you want to get down to it, is British English more pure? Is it closer no, the to King's the root? English okay, is, however. Okay. First <laughs> off, let's get, let's get this meme out of the way, right? Because I was easily a oh, grammar no. N-word, that's Nazi, for oh. at least Canceled. like four years of my life. <laughs> Right. Okay. And I would always correct people on their pronunciation, on their spelling. I still will if Aaron pronounces it Kyoto. But here's the deal. Anybody who has, I don't know, uh, studied linguistics or, like most people now, watched a 10-minute YouTube video about linguistics knows that the entire field is descriptive. 
It's not telling you how to do things. It's describing how people talk in general. At some point, somebody sat down and made up the rules of the English language, right? And so if you're going around pronouncing it schedule, right? Or you're not using double negatives because it's incorrect, then my dude, you are just limiting your forms of communication by imposing arbitrary rules that were just as meaningless as they were in 1830 as they are now. That wasn't the question, Logan. The question was, is British English more pure? That was, that was the question. Well, there is no such thing as purity because language was always, there the entire is, field was always descriptive. No, no, no. There no. is such the real, thing the, as purity. The, the, the <laughs> <laughs> I'm out on the field. Let me, Does this sound metallic to anybody else? No. What? That's just me. Metallic? Yeah, it sounds like kind of Sounds titty. like Metallica? Yeah. It sounds yeah. like Metallica. Yeah. Yeah. I, I specifically yeah. say anger. I don't hear anything. Yeah, it sounds it like might, you might Kong, check this. Kong, Kong. Oh. It sounds like there's no bass. <laughs> sounds like the St. Anger snare. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's honestly fine. best I just wanted to know if anybody history. else was able it's to. It's entirely get possible um, you're getting double in your headphones. Let me check your mix. Okay, while he's checking his mix, let me let me let me teach you a little something here. Okay. Let me teach you something that you already yeah, know. Yeah, tell me about keeping the language pure, you Kay. English supremacist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I um, first and foremost, I think the word pure has to be defined because all we do on the show is argue about definitions. Yes. So um, pure means closer Hold to up. the- Hold up, what do you mean by argue? I mean- That would imply that there's discourse. <laughs> yeah. Let's say discourse surrounding. Whoa. I'm canceling it. Sorry, it's over. <laughs> um, no. I, what I would say pure means is closer to the original form, the original source. What he's trying to say right? is... So think co- about it this way. Do you spell color yeah. C-O-L-O-U-R yes. or C-O-L-O-R? No, 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 hold up. I want to hear what Jake has to say. Think about it like in context of... Okay, so we hear it too often in English, and it just is kind of a meme at this point. But think of it in Spanish, right? You have Spaniards that speak Spanish, mm-hmm. and there were Spanish conquistadors that came over to other now Spanish-speaking countries. Mm-hmm. And so those forms of Spanish did derive from Spain. Thus, Spain is closer to the origin than other countries are. So I don't know that the word pure, it doesn't mean better. It doesn't mean more correct necessarily. It just means it's closer to the original form. Yeah, but I, I also don't know what the heck you mean by original. because it, like-, uh, like, like timeline. Like, like okay. literally, if you look at it in but, the context but of it, history, at one point, what are we saying? Like, this was the Spanish, like this was the original Spanish. At what point do we say this was the in- original English? For example, um, like you and your meant to mean a plural group of people that they had uh-huh. thee and thou for the singular. Uh-huh. Right. And are you saying that you're still speaking pure English <laughs> oh if you use gosh. you and your? Like what? No, no, no. Well, no, not necessarily. But We're here what right I'm now. saying is, yes. what, I'm, what I'm saying is, discourse. If you look at, okay, think about Spanish again. Okay. If you look at the timeline of the country of Mexico versus yeah. the country of Spain, uh-huh. they were speaking Spanish before Mexico. Okay. And so that means that everything that Mexico is derived yeah. <laughs> from that. The, it, let me be clear. The language they speak in Mexico derived from the language of well, Spain. Well, and also their local cultural. So, yeah, but that not, happened over time, But, but right? here's the deal. But like, originally, it came from Spain. See, what, what you're fundamentally what proposing is that there's, like, about? there's some <laughs> me, kind of, like, me, me, me and Cody, actually, we were talking. There's like, we were talking about what Jim Carrey said about Will Smith hitting oh, yeah. uh, no, Chris Rock. I don't, yeah, let's hold talk up. about I that. I want to listen to language discourse. Because what you're proposing is that there's, like, 
in this in there's like a git that snapshot there's a commit ID that we can say like Spain 1490 that was the original yeah that was that was like what Spanish I'm not having this discourse we gotta talk about Latin you can't Okay, hey, you guys can't ignore no, Cody the, in the mix the right now. The commit ID of 1490, <laughs> that is objectively true. I think okay, that they overtook No matter okay, how much. You're arguing I, a Logan take right I now. No, I know I am, but yeah. this one is just, literally, there is no argument. It is history. No. Yes. What are you talking? Okay, give me the TLDR. I want one sentence. TLDR? Give me the history in one sentence. Justify yourself. Justify yourself. Mexican Spanish derived from Spaniard Spanish. Okay, but Spaniard Spanish derived from Latin. So what difference does it yeah, make? We have Latin to keep going is back. The in root. Latin, Latin is the mo. It is the root that all of it derived from. Okay. Right? All right. But, so but apparently that's, like, that's not true. Because there's a commit ID. Yeah, there's when no they're point to bring about no, 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 arguments. Not, I, I'm asking, do you care about the commit ID? Because I'm saying, like, oh I'm English. saying right now, is this highly fluid thing that has evolved, like. English is different than it was just 10 years Absolutely. ago. Absolutely. Listen yeah. here. Wait, wait, wait. Regional dialect is the most important an, thing. You're making an assumption. Hurricane. Hurricane Utah. Okay. Hurricane Utah. Oh my gosh. You're making an incorrect assumption okay. that you're assuming that I'm saying pure means better or more able to express. I never said that. Ever. There's even no, 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 like no. regional and dialects never. of Spanish Spanish. Yeah, and, and like the thing Barcelona the, speaks different than like the Catalans, it's right? Like, well, right. Uh, I, so I which one's I don't more mean better at all? I don't mean uh, better at that all. That could be figured out. What I mean is, like, I th I believe here, not in terms of assigning value, that the terms original and purity, when it comes to linguistics, is kind of meaningless. I have a Dominican in the chat agreeing with me, and he speaks Spanish. Okay, well... So get out. All right. So I can't have discourse just because <laughs> no, I have less... No discourse. I have less Central American friends than you. Yes. I've been okay. roped into <laughs> yes. the discourse. No, but like, I honestly, honestly... I hate it here. The only thing that matters with language... Wait a second. I am Mexican. <laughs> if you want to play identity politics, I win. That's beautiful. We just backtracked like 10 minutes of conversation with Logan being like, oh, yeah. <laughs> By oh the my way, gosh. that was a lot of linguistics. That was a lot of linguistics. The most pure form of Indo, like uh, Indo Latin. Like I, ectoplasm. I honestly yes. didn't even want to get into linguistics. Hey, Jake. All I was Jake, trying hey, to say Actually, is there is a timeline that can be traced backwards. I was going to make a joke about like German, and then I was like, no, that's that's a bad sentence to formulate. Ectoplasm. Someone will get mad about it. Ectoplasm. Slimer. So this episode is dedicated to Slimer from Ghostbusters. Yo, shout out. Shout out, Slimer. <laughs> shout out. Shout out. Shouts out. Slimer. Shouts out. I really. Jake's on the album of the week this week. Jake is on the album of the week. Okay, uh, if that's my cue to start. Yes, it uh, is. All right. No more discourse. It's none. There was that was that was ludicrous. Hey, that was the most he, discourse that look, I've listened look. to in years. Okay. I loved it. <laughs> Let me just put it this way. He was making no sense. Okay, and I just I, wasn't I, I, just, <laughs> I didn't even listen until I decided to chime in, and then you guys just didn't look. Even we got all cap in. with spaces in the chat discourse. We're letting the fans down, frankly. No, the fans loved it. Come Nobody on, wants to hear come on, Pat Arnon, you loved it. It's a music podcast, and you just we agreed go with Logan because to, Logan uh, was having some dumb Elizabeth controversial Hall. take. What? Yeah. What Elizabeth in the world? Is the one. That is the normal take. No, that's I'm describing, not the normal. No, I am okay. describing what the world of linguistics actually believes. Jake, no, tell me about not. the album of the week. 
All right, all right, all right, all right. Logan, Logan, let's, let's I mean, be they're clear. not a monolith. Let's be clear. Logan is not the voice of linguistics for the world. No, I know I he's not. I've I seen know like three video essays, excuse me, <laughs> oh, each of which essays. were over 10 minutes of length so they could put two ads Have in there. Have you watched any video essays on uh, video essays on um, Tarantino? There are too many video essays. I only watch the ones that are like, these are red flag movies, so I can give them a dislike. <laughs> That's good. No, See, I'm pretty sure you've given five stars to a lot of red flag movies. On oh, it. yeah. No, I'm saying I love red flag movies. That's That was <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying. Oh, Taxi Driver is great. Pulp Fiction rules. Like, Taxi Driver Anything is great. Paul Schrader does is fantastic. I feel like Pulp Fiction is too mainstream to be a red flag. Eh, you're right. That's why it's funny. Yeah. Taxi Driver is kind of... People saying you know, Pulp Fiction is a red flag is just like... Okay, so you just don't want to date half the people out there. You Actually, know I respect that, that position. That diner scene in Pulp Fiction is immortal. I'm sorry. The whole movie. All of it. Yeah. Like, that is really, really great. Yeah. Every time that shows up, I'm like, that is just unbearably iconic. Yep. Uh, anyways. Stay cool. I need okay. someone to cinematically uh, communicate to me their love for feet. And make me understand. No. You better go Thanks pop in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You're going to be <laughs> Have in you good seen hands. Once Upon a Time? Four feet. Uh, you'll be satiated if that's what you're going to be in good Is that hands. the word you wanted to use? Satiated? Yeah. Should we trace that back? See where it comes from? No. Yeah. No, we should not. <laughs> All right. We I'm really kidding. I'm tandem. kidding. Okay. That was in tandem. That was impressive. Wait, but but in did tandem. you mean to imply a moment ago that we got Pablo in chat? I did. Yeah. My man, oh, Pablo. Man. He is season negative one weekly call-in material. I met Pablo over on the East Coast area. Uh, I won't dox you, Pablo, but I love that guy. I spent a lot of time with him, and uh, we're very close friends, and so it's it's great to see you around, dude. Pablo's been in this basement. Basement. He has been in this basement. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's been here. Pop yeah. daddy. Pop daddy. Pop daddy. All right. So, All right. Jake, what's the album? <laughs> no, dude, I'm just, I'm just spinning tires here. Uh, no. Yeah, we have I'm been. Kidding, like, I'm kidding. I know. I'm we're kidding. We're going to blow him up here in a second. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Album is Oh Wonder by Oh Wonder. It is their first and self-titled album. They, um, they speak the King's English? They do speak the King's English. I don't think that's, I don't think that's real. That it is. is. You ever there's listen the to the King's a, speech and then there's the Queen's English. There's the Queen's. Yeah, he's right about that. <laughs> the King's speech is he's, a movie. <laughs> Colin Firth. And that's a great movie. It is. That is a great movie. Actually, I'm really mad that I took the title from Inception, so I've just been on a salt parade against that flick ever since. Lame. Yeah. Okay, lame so... Lame that I'm on a salt parade, or lame that a movie about talking British people beat Inception? Um, I don't know. I'd have to think which one I like more, honestly. Speaking of the Academy, did you hear what Will Smith did this week? <laughs> so, the album's A Wonder by A Wonder. <laughs> Alright, so the album is A Wonder by A Wonder. This album came out in 2015... Um, it came out right on the wave of the future bass movement that was going on on SoundCloud. These guys started on SoundCloud. Nice. And I found them in high school. And oh my gosh, I listened to this album a trillion and one times. I love this album. If you say anything what bad about like this album, I will kill. What? What were they like in high school? I'm willing to risk that. They were they were <laughs> the same but more emotional. Oh, okay. They was the same but more emotional. A better threat is that you'll you'll take it very personally. I'll take it very personally. I'll actually quit the show if you say anything bad about this. I'm willing right. to risk that. LFG. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm totally to kidding. It. Say what's on your mind, but let me just say, um, they 
aren't future-based themselves, but obviously in tone, they very much share what was going they're the, on. They're the type of people who always get remixed into the future-based songs. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? That's, you know exactly what I oh, mean. Oh, yeah, I do. I absolutely do. That's their their, their voices know how to sell alcohol. So, um... <laughs> I don't like this take. No, I don't like that take either. They speak I, the King's English. Okay. They know how to sell alcohol. All right, we're leaving the King's English out of this. <laughs> um, let me just say this, though. Um, it's like, it's kind of like in in tone and in spirit, it very much slots into that scene. But this is very much just like a pop, electronica, very chill album. You just said something interesting to me. Electronica. Because that, that is, I agree with that. I, I would compare this less to Future Bass and more to like Geowolf or like geo wolf very much is like this it's kind of like this modern electronica is really what it is but like the like when you hear electronica what do you mean and what do you think of um because i think that i think i think of electronica with this it's like i i don't know i mean star effer it, well not not even nah. necessarily because they're in there you the call way that electronica they're in they're they're I'm, right in that headspace I would just say it's like it's like electronic music that's been dialed back a bit. A little bit of acousticness is added, and there's a lot of bloopy sounds. Bloopy. That's electronica. That's kind of what comes to my mind. Stuff like this. So like a- like this. Adam is, Young hears you say that. There are parts of uh, Adam Young that are that's definitely Al- electronica. Al that's Owl City. Yeah. Have y'all seen that new Owl City album cover? Oh yeah, sorry. it's not new Have anymore. Have you seen yeah. that cinematic? Yeah, holy yeah, crap, that, that's really it's something. impressive. It is amazing. But um, anyways, I'm about to to uh, free up the mics and let and hear what you guys think. But I just wanted to lay a little bit more ground. So um, they are two. It's two people. It's a guy and a girl, and. Um, they have this really unique, iconic thing that I hadn't heard at the time. I'm not saying it was the first time ever in history or whatever, but... So much qualifying. <laughs> well, because I know somebody's going to swing in and do that, so I had to just, you know... But it was the first time I had heard two individuals sing together so consistently that they become one voice. Like, they never sing apart. And I just thought that that was super cool. It's like two voices are one voice with these guys. And um, I just think that that's super unique. At the time when they released this, they were dating, but not publicly. Um, and they never really said anything about their relationship or even the relation to each other for a long time. Like, for the longest time, people thought they were siblings, but they are not. Classic. And um, I still get the sense that that's going to happen with Tennyson at some point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, the next phase here was they got married. So hopefully that doesn't okay. happen with Tennyson. Well, I'm just but, saying, I'm just saying, they've been doing the brother-sister bit for a while. But they've de- yeah. I'm starting to raise some eyebrows. I guess, I suppose, but... <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're siblings. But like, I'm like 90% like, sure. All every every couple band says that. Yeah, I like I all guess. of them. I yeah. Like, I need birth certificates and DNA. Te- we need to get but, Maury on but them. These these guys never said they were siblings. Oh, Wonder never said they were siblings. Okay, they never said anything. But Jack about White that. and Meg White lied to us. They did lie. Well, to us. Well, it's because they were they they were siblings. Didn't you hear? 
Didn't you hear? It was just straight up incest. <laughs> they were hundred percent. No, 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 no. The they bag, were siblings. <laughs> hey, definitely gonna get canceled. No, but like, I said like, nothing. I always said was that they were siblings. No, but what I will say is <laughs> they were brothers in Christ. <laughs> they were brothers in Christ. Yeah. No, but like, um, they didn't say anything, and then uh, they went through this really hard breakup time when they were about to break up and they were actually going to stop making music they wrote an album that was literally a breakup album and they said it was a surreal experience because they were writing a breakup album together about them breaking up and anyways then they disappeared with the <laughs> pandemic i love logan they lauren's face right now is very much worth your time they disappeared with lauren's, the pandemic. lauren's a bit confused like kind of just making the right face with what you were talking about the, the they sh- disappeared with the pandemic and then they came back and said we are getting married <laughs> and that is, is the introduction pandemic experience i hope you enjoyed that introduction <laughs> i did I'm- and now i'm very <laughs> curious to hear what you guys think about the album <laughs> all i can say <laughs> wait they wrote they wrote a breakup album about each other together yep while they were breaking up yep <laughs> they it was it it's was they're siblings. apparently a, they're siblings from what i read about it online apparently it was their way of closing the chapter and like having closure like they were like uh, this is where we split ways do you imagine and guns and roses wrote. wrote an album in like 1993 <laughs> okay also oh one other thing that i forgot <laughs> rip one other thing that i forgot to mention which is really the only thing that really put them on the map was little uzi vert uh, sampled their, yeah. their song is that why he popped up like because uh, i was searching for just information and then straight up the him. song and literally is like related searches a yeah the, the song landslide on this album you just listened to um he took the synth line and he basically built the whole song around their synth line and there are sections where their vocals actually come in on his song too interesting and then yeah. it it was like a producer of his and then they didn't pay them any royalties, as far as I know. Based, well, no, I'm just kidding. The thing is, is I remember English, back in the day when I learned. Harder. Back in yeah. the day when I found out that that happened, I remember hearing something about it was all sketchy and they kind of were ripping them off and blah blah blah. But yeah. I went and did research today, oh, okay. and there was zero about lawsuits about really? royalties. I was like, did somebody go back and scrub this, or is my memory broken? It could be like a legal thing, like they figured it out. But do you remember that one time when Lana so Del Rey because Uzi was like. I always listen to this song and it goes like, and then he sings the song and I'm like, I guarantee you have never heard this song in your life. You do not listen to future bass on SoundCloud to various Thompson or whatever your name the is. The plays on this album on Spotify were like surprisingly high. Very high. Like, yeah, multiple millions. Yeah, eight million monthly list, monthly listeners. They're actually like I've never heard. These they're actually coming to Salt Lake in a few months, and I have been like just about ready to buy tickets. What if they I, get I divorced really before then? <laughs> okay, all right. This is what I want to talk about because honestly, my review of the album is that it sounds like Tennyson, but if you made it about fifty percent less neuro and about thirty percent more pop. That's all I'm gonna say. It's a pleasant experience. What I really care about is how in. The actual seven heavens above. Wow. Do people who are a couple write this many albums together and work this well? I don't believe it's real. Think, like they I have think, to they have to actually be siblings. I something. think they only have what, they have like four? Okay, but I mean I, four but or me five, out. but like dude, like honestly, it's since twenty fifteen. Like they haven't even been going for ten years yet. 
Well, but like that's like, seven, it's years seven years of dating. Seven years. And they got married out of like. It, is, have, it, is it that hard to work with somebody? You have to understand, no. like it's difficult to. <laughs> it's just a take. You work with music on people that <laughs> it's just you a take. like, <laughs> and it's even hard, right? Imagine working on music with someone you're dating. And then you're mad and you're like, or, or worse, you know, a lot of these lyrics, they're not about like, I don't know, Godzilla destroying a city or like the poverty that inner city children are facing. These are lyrics about like struggling in interpersonal relationships. Do you, so do you think there was ever a moment where one of them was like, it's so hard to love you. And the other looked at them and was like, so I have to sing that too. What do you think? That Cody? This is you better than me? going to therapy. Do you, do you think, do you think better than therapy? Do you think that take worked? No, I, that I take didn't take. work. I, that take so didn't many work. People that have done worse things and managed to stay a band. Furthermore, I will say this: or get back together. Guns and Roses is the original lineup at this point. They all hate each. They all got married. Yeah, yeah. to Axl each other. Rose right. and Slash Good and Dylan Kagan. They're You'll all go married. Ono. They're all You'll go Ono and John Lennon. <laughs> oh my God. No, but like, okay, but the thing is, is um, like I know that um, Landslide, the song that Uzi, great Fleetwood Mac song. <laughs> Yeah, the song that Uzi pillaged. Um, that song, like I read a little bit about the story. Apparently, the reason they wrote that song is because I think her brother had just gone through a really, or, or was going through a really hard breakup. Mm-hmm. So they wrote that song together in literally 10 minutes to cheer him up because it was the day she broke up with him. Yo. And they played it for him, and it was like this big moment for him. Yeah. Which what I if- think is cool. That, that, that's- no, no, no. I, I'm not trying to come across as like, even attacking here, I stand in oh wonder <laughs> that this is work. That was bad. <laughs> that was great. I loved it. I loved I, it. I, Five out of ten. I like legitimately. <laughs> I've thought about relationships I've had in the past. I've thought about relationships that people have in the past, and I think it is cute when like couples write songs together or they play off each other musically. I can count on one hand the number of projects I know in which they said, we're doing this together, and it was their whole music career. And most of the time when people like do collaboration albums with their significant others, I think is a result of you don't necessarily marry people that you're artistically compatible with. Most of those albums really suck when they feature the significant other. Dude, don't do Yoko Ono like that. And so it, it is fascinating to me that like, this is not two people who had solo careers like Jay-Z and Beyonce, and then they make an album together and it's terrible and nobody likes it because they're rich and they have no problems, right? It's it's two people whose entire music career is defined by singing on top of each other with the same lyrics the whole time. Quick question. And then hearing that they went through like a breakup album too. I I cannot process this. I, 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 I have something I need to say. I Frankly, feel, I need to say this. I'm feeling like I I'm need to say a stroke. This. Jake, I feel like Jake, I'm you have you have you've you've been hot on the mic. All right, I've I, had to talk over you because you keep interrupting. I have, <laughs> you know, <it's> because because <laughs> you keep talking. You have been nonstop. Our I feel like I'm having a stroke. Actively oppressed. Yeah, all right. This half the table really actually is. Let's hear it. Is your arm going now? The two straight this, white men. Okay. I have a point, oppressed. but I can't get into it because he's whining about me talking too much. So you have been. Let's hear it. We we've had hey, things look, to say the entire since linguistics. Listen, if we could scratch the Queen's English thing, I <laughs> we would. Didn't even I would. Die. All right. And plus, <laughs> would all you? I, would you? All I, yes, I would. And Hindsight's all I. Twenty twenty. I still stand by my point. Uh, here's my question. But doing it on the show was inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fix it in post. It's a Dell the Funky Homo Sapien type beat. <laughs> okay, no, here's my question. My question is, 
do we have any um, outside of electronics and folk? Do we have any like other genres where significant others have done music together? Yes. Where do we count Cher and Sonny Bono? <laughs> we don't. I have no. You take that back. I love Cher. I have an example that unfortunately strengthens Logan's point. Y'all remember Show Baraka? No. Yes. Oh. I think that was before you were on the show. I think uh, so. Anyway, Show Baraka did an album with his wife, and it was absolute dumpster fire. Was he? Is he that Christian <laughs> cat? Yeah. So yes. Okay. Yes. I know who he is, but yeah, I've never listened to it. What about uh, metal? Has has they they never involved their significant others? They just. I listen to Prague. They don't even get married. They don't talk to women. So. <laughs> Hey, Lil Griffey just said, I love discourse episodes. <laughs> no. 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 I'm doing the evil monkey from Family hey, Guy. Hold up. What's, what was it. your point earlier before Aaron insisted? No, 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 no. Hey, whoa. I just, I, I, I still <laughs> told you I can't make the point. No, no, no. I'm still over here having the stroke. No, no, I can't you, say. You can make this point. But at first, I just, I just really want an example of somebody who plays the electric guitar and or screams that wrote an album with their significant other. I can't think of one. Nope. I'll rack my brain and see if... Oh, well, Fleetwood Mac would fall under the folk category. Yeah, yeah, like, totally. And that's well, not electric guitar. No screaming. I mean, I guess maybe Then again, there are like it, a handful not, of... You like, said electric guitar or screaming. So that's there are like was, emo or screamo bands that have like one girl in the entire bands. And sometimes I kind of scratch my head at that one. Like, hmm, I wonder how that's... I wonder whose girlfriend that is. I wonder whose girlfriend that is. Mm-hmm. And then I think... Honestly, if I were her, I wouldn't date any of them because that's that's just a recipe. Being in like an emo band is a red flag. Yeah. (laughs) They all want to get Derogatory, though. Derogatory. I'm sorry. That's actually being a little sexist. There are a lot of very talented women in emo. Everything's a red flag for Cody. No. Yes. No. Yes. Paddington the bear is not a red flag. <laughs> that is oh. that is true. That's a red flag. No, that is one hundred percent green light. Green light. Hold up. If Bright I, green light. If you go on a date and the guy is wearing a Paddington T-shirt when he takes you out to oh yeah the room. Yeah. Questions oh, I need yeah. to ask if I'm Pop on a date with dude before we get to the point about Paddington being on a shirt. Paddington. What are you trying to say there, Cody? I'm saying that why am I on a date with a dude? I don't. I'm confused. <laughs> but would you be into it if you wore a Paddington shirt? I guess Answer in carefully. theory. <laughs> in theory. What okay. if what if he was a Kiwi and he was wearing a Paddington shirt and he, and he turned, says Kia Ola, and, and, and he turned on Beats to Blaze too. Are you oh. are you saying I'm on a date with CJ? Uh, I hope Joe Vaughn, I, mean, I hope you lined Joe up Joe Vaughn. Did you? I have not yet. <laughs> Why am I on a date with Joe Vaughn? I don't understand. This is, this is, that's not supposed to be like me. I, I'm, just I'm like, not putting you on a date. You put you yourself. Hey, yo, oh, Cody, you, you put yourself on a date. No, 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 no. Kiwi, Cody put himself on the date. Three people in New Zealand. You say beats to blaze to that narrows it down to one. <laughs> Dude, Pablo just said this stream is a red flag. You're right. We're <laughs> absolutely right. This is the right. worst episode of the show. You know what? I feel bad. We're doing a wonder so wrong. Can you can you please make your opinion. point? And Aaron's not allowed to talk while you. Explain yeah, you it. can have your point. Now, what did I just say? Uh, you, can have, you can have his point. <laughs> okay, I feel like I was having. I okay about about eight minutes ago. I felt like I was having a stroke, <laughs> and the reason was. Because Logan's point made so much not sense to me that I was so actually curious what was going on. 
Because honestly, is it really that absurd to make music with somebody that you love? I'm going to go out no, on a crazy No, it's not. What did I just is. say? I said the same thing, but you didn't listen. I mean, when I said it, I said, that is, a, is that a good take? And he said, it's a take. That's what he said. <laughs> he, Jake finished his point. In fairness to Aaron, he asked a question. We've moved on. It felt rhetorical. It felt here's, rhetorical. What, here's what I'm going to say. Like, I... I don't think it's intuitively crazy. I think if you were dating someone who is also musically inclined or were just in a music community and you found someone who wanted to make the same type of music that you did, who you also happen to be attracted to, that's fine. Make music with them, like do projects. I'm just saying that I, I've heard, everybody's read enough music biographies to know how difficult it is to just straight up keep a band together. And it's hard to be together with someone when you are living a music career because it places so many demands about where you need to be, who you need to talk to, how to actually get things going. And so what I am doing is not saying you should never make music with your significant other. I think that is a great activity for couples who are musically inclined to do. What floors me is that there have been seven years of albums Clearly, like, some history with breakups and not breakups and all that. And that they've managed to stay together writing albums in which they both sing the same lyrics at the same time. Like, I still I still just don't better see... Better than therapy. I mean, the thing is, is I don't think that every song is written from both of their perspectives 100% of the time, no. necessarily. But their voices are just... They're one. It does. So it could be he is singing what she was... Right. Feeling. Feeling. Yeah. Or, or vice versa. Right. And that doesn't seem that crazy to me. See, to me, but I just, I feel like there would be a ton of situations where you're like, oh, really? That's how you feel? Well, I don't know. Your brother's actually kind of crazy, so maybe. Well, that would, okay, but that would be the same with any form of music. Not even just singing together. That's just like any form of music. If you put emotions into your music and then people listen right. to it, they're like, oh, fetch, is this me you're but then, talking about? But then the thing with, like, the thing with things that are not music <laughs> is I don't have to, like, go on tour and sing with you about how we hate each other and all the little things. We <laughs> I'm about telling you other. better than therapy. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you get that out every I can, night. I can just think that your sister's crazy and just not talk about it with you, dude. You've you know talked I mean? about a lot of family members. You doing like everything? No, I, I'm just I'm larping right now. I'm pretending that I'm in. Are this you? Are, are they larping? Are are they just doing a vo vocal effect larp? Yo, when they do sound more like a vocal effect. It, I will say it is really cool, but it does kind of sound borderline. Like it hits moments where you forget it's two voices. You're like, because it's 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 not it's not harmony. It is just an octave. Yeah, it's an octave. Yep, or multiple octaves. Yep. <laughs> Did they and, know that they didn't even have to get married? They can just use an isotope plugin. <laughs> <laughs> well, every once in a while, I think there are some slight differences, but it is very slight. It, it, they yeah. honestly keep it super tight. It's called an octaver. Octa Octa it's like a guitar pedal. But it's okay, but it's better than just a VST, okay? No, I, it's cool. Well, I mean, I And I think, I think that could be cool. debated. I like I, this album. I think it's like cool. uh like landslides, obviously. Do you see Cody's hit. do you see Cody's position? Oh. He's actually been holding that position Boy. for about three minutes. I have something to say about the album because we're gonna derail it immediately after. But No, we're already off the rails. This album is good. Oh, but it is so repetitive. It's just, it's the same thing over and over and over. <laughs> like, it's two weeks in a row now, and I feel bad because I've liked both the albums, but it's just like, man, this song could be like half the time that it is. I don't need that bridge again. I don't need that chorus again. Now for what I'm about to say, you mentioned LARPers. Y'all remember Realms Club? Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, welcome to the locals podcast. Yeah, no, that was all that thought entailed. I just, you know, no, no, no. All I'm just <laughs> saying is, if you're gonna go to Leighton Park at watch <laughs> for the dudes with the foam yeah, swords, <laughs> roughly six to eight o'clock, you really, you better, you know, bring your passport. They will LARP that they're married. <laughs> Those dudes that's real. That, no, that's real. Frog dudes talk to more women. That is real. My brother was club. in a lunch line with a guy and a girl, and they were being ultra flirty. And one of them turned around and said, "Oh, sorry, we're just we're we're like we're doing a role play." Wait, are we talking <laughs> about realms? Kids? Yeah, it was realms. Straight that up. rules. Could you imagine that? Like, it's just a joke. <laughs> like <laughs> you just treat everything as like no, it's just RP. Like yeah, well that's we're, how we're beautifully that's how, like, compatible. Most of early dating is. I I'm a prog dude. Okay, <laughs> I'm a prog dude. Right, never mind. I'm kidding. I, yeah, that, I don't I don't know if I fully agree with that either. Honestly, Realms Club. No, uh, no. What <laughs> Logan was saying about <laughs> don't, Logan. Well, I don't agree hey, with Realms hey, Club. Guys, I have a question. Yeah. Logan or Lauren. Yeah. Do you believe in love at first sight? Do you I feel like that's really relevant to the album. Discussion. No, no, I think it was. You just said, you just said that the beginning of dating is yeah. a, is a LARP. And so I, I'm it just, is a LARP. <laughs> it's inherently a LARP. <laughs> I went on a date and it was like LARPing the entire time. I felt like I was at Realms after hours. <laughs> Wait, am I, I am I speaking crazy here? Like, yes. <laughs> when you go when you go on, especially early dates with someone. You usually want to impress them. So you're usually like to a degree playing up a side of yourself that you feel is attractive, right? Like I don't I don't necessarily need to reveal on the first date all of, you know, the ugly, quirky secrets that I can't play off in a No, I'm weeding out the week. We're watching Taxi Driver. We're watching on. Taxi Driver. We're gonna listen to. Dream I understand Theater. that there are like multiple schools of thought, but say if like you work with someone who's cute or it's like a friend of a friend situation. This Take getting, it from me. If they work too, with you, just ignore them. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Made that. But mistake. like, but like, especially, or if you have like a work wife type situation where you know you're dating someone, she's dating someone, but you just kind of have a cute like back and forth at work. Like that's kind of a LARP, isn't it? You know what I, I mean? I, I this think is getting. This is getting. We're getting into like this the metaphysics big. of yeah, relationships. The, the issue is, the issue is uh, <laughs> starting to. to <laughs> you could you could claim that literally everything is a LARP. Well, but is. I, I basically and, do. Yeah, so, I, I know. I wake yeah. up in the morning but, and I just you know, think about Realms Club. We, you and know, I'm gonna, like do my day. <laughs> this is hello. This is what I call worldviews. Yeah, and, and I and I. This is what podcast I, is all about. We say a bunch of things that don't really mean anything, and we don't come to any conclusion. <laughs> Leave Welcome it open to, to interpretation. Show. That is, okay, that is what I will say, true. What I will say is this: I am surprised that you really even liked this, Cody. When oh. I when I picked it, I was kind of like, "This one might." In be my a, head, uh, I was like, "This gives me like I, it's not the same, but kind of the same realm." <laughs> not to like jump back on realms, but <laughs> it, it felt like it was in kind of the same world as like Purity Ring or like a lighter version of Churches, which. I'm into that kind of stuff, which is so. really interesting to me, but so, okay. I mean, at least it, it at least had some Venn diagram with sounds you already like. Yeah. And yeah. it, it worked. I interfaced with it. It was good for like this morning. Cause I listened to it at like eight 30 in the morning. It was mellow, but not so mellow like Beck that I almost fell asleep. Cause it, but it was just, my thing was like, Oh, this is like really repetitive. And that was every song. But it was good for the first, you know, minute or two of every song. And then I'm like, hey, we could probably call it here. We don't need the song to be 54 minutes long. <laughs> I, 
it, that is an interesting take. I actually, um, personally, I felt like this is a very, like, I like the variation in the songs, personally. Oh, I, I don't feel mean, like, like the repetition like, from song to song. I mean, like, literally just within each song. I mean, it I seems think, like, like, a lot songs of were probably not each. much longer than three minutes. Now, and they usually, like, build them instrumentally, too, which I think is so cool because really only in, like, this genre of beat-boop music beat can you do, like, the absolutely minimal opening that will be, like, a Casio synth and somebody uh-huh. whispering. Uh-huh. And then by the end, you just have, like, this beautiful exploded electronic orchestra and choruses like uh, not a lot of other music can hit quite that range of dynamics in the same way that this kind of indie electronic pop can mm-hmm. um and so i don't know i, I feel like it was I, i'll go in again it's again it's a weird i don't know exactly the connection but it's a guy and a girl the dude geo wolf as well and i think you would like geo wolf that that was just the reason i even bring it up is because uh, first of all, I really enjoyed this album a lot. I like this sound. I really do. And I, but I interfaced with it for the first time. Frankly, you were listening to this before I ever heard Geo Wolf. And, but I, at the time that you were playing it, I just didn't hear it at the time. And I really like it now. I like, actually, actually returning to this album was very enjoyable because I was like, yeah, this is actually a really good sound. I, I can interface with this very comfortably. But um, yeah, it does remind me of Geo Wolf a lot. This is a backtrack, but I just saw this because I was like, "Whoa, there's a lot of messages going on." Um, I believe this is Griffin Zedniak seven seven seven. That's Pat Arnon. Pat Arnon. Okay, uh, the OX Wonder X, the hardcore version of this with fifty second songs. I would listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, there would be nothing left. No there would be no O Wonder left. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I but like I no I just I really did enjoy it though like I the, really did the thing about this album is um, I'm biased okay so everything I say about this album is just biased and you just have to know that but like there are few albums so my little brother and I we coined this term and it's not a unique term I know y'all have similar things but we just started calling it a ten if there was not a single track you skipped. And this album has been a 10 for me for a long time. Like, I love every single song. I feel like every single song is purposeful and memorable. Like, once every single one starts, I'm like, oh, man, I love this song. I love this song. I love this song. Yeah, every I, one. I can, underst- I can <laughs> understand it being that way. Like, and don't, like, take this for what it well, is. I, I, I felt like that there was a little bit of, in a, in a like way to how I listened to Portugal the Man in this, actually. In a, like, probably just the, the tangential indie energy that's kind of dripping off of it it kind of felt in the same way that portugal the man is very listenable to me um some of this stuff was just like oh yeah it's just like it's just like good it's just like good music yeah it it's not particularly memorable that that is that is why i i prefaced it put it than repetitive it's why i prefaced it with i'm biased because i feel like this maybe was um my first exposure to this type of sound or this type of vibe. And so I just really connected with it. And I do love every single one of these songs. Like, like, like if you just the first second of each song, I can know, Oh man. Okay. This song's like, I I know these songs like the back of my hand. I just love this album. I want to ask, like you like a lot of albums that are still adjacent to this type of sound too. What do you think it is about like the first time you hear a sound like, to me, it, it has to meet two criteria. 
It's the first time you hear a sound, or at least in those early stages, and it's the first good album. Because you can hear, like, for me, it was like the first time I heard that kind of anime E future bass. And I was like, oh my god, this is incredible, but the songs are, like, not there. But then, like, the first artist that you find that is good and does that thing, I feel like they always hold a special place they in do. your heart. They, they do. And I, and I think, like... That is part of what happens is sometimes you will have like people will have equivalent versions to artists. Yeah. Aaron and I have talked about this before where it's kind of like, oh, yeah, this artist is kind of my version of them for you. Right. You know, and I think that that does happen. I just think things just hit people differently at different times. And yeah, sometimes it's just they packaged it just right. Like Mm -hmm. for me, I guess it just this sound was adjacent to the future bass stuff that was going on, which was what I was super passionate about at the time. And so it was just like this little offshoot, but it still felt connected. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, I love this. And I I just kind of followed it. Yeah, that's definitely good. We we better, we better move on. Oh, okay. We better. It's almost eight. There is more. We could talk about that. There always is. I'm just in a, there always is conversational mood right now. This is weird. This is weird. This is weird. <laughs> I hate talking. I, I literally hate talking. a lot of things during People that People describe me as Always. quiet. <laughs> I've actually enjoyed this episode quite a bit. It's been fun. It's kind of going to clip me out of context. It's been a bit. Make me look like some weirdo. It's been a <laughs> bit back to the roots, to be honest. Because, uh, a little chaotic? Yeah, a little bit. It's been chaotic, yeah. And this, is not, this topic is not going to help anything. No, it's not. Whether or not Americans are allowed to make Britpop Etc. Okay, so as we've talked before, all we do is talk about definitions. So what? I is, think this is a what, definitions question. What is Britpop? <laughs> no. Oasis. What There's only Britpop? one answer. It's Oasis. No other bands. Done. Me? Sold. Radiohead. Ameri- nope. Muse. Nope. Uh, Wait, you would consider Radiohead pop? Muse. They they fall under the broad blanket of Britpop. They do. Mad. Mad. Interesting. I disagree with it personally because I think Britpop is. I would blur an Oasis is Britpop. Oh yeah, no, it's the battle of the greats. That's it. But Oasis is the winner. (laughs) I think I agree. I think I agree. So zero bad albums. I'm coming in with this and just saying um, the names are very oxymoronic here because Brit means British pop, and if you're an American making British pop. What you're doing is you're just making the sound. So and, and like K-pop, Korean pop, right? It's so the same thing. I mean, it has the it has the culture in the name. This is literally the is Avatar the Last Airbender an anime argument? Yeah. Wait, yes. wait, wait, wait. How? Uh, it's not. It's, not, it's American made. Because because oh, oh I see what, what you're what saying. What you're specifically asking here is is the definition because I think this is a definitions question. Is the definition of Britpop the sound and the style associated with British musicians who identify as making Britpop, same goes for K-pop, or is it actually the act of British musicians making pop yeah. music and only British We're basically music? saying, can you grandfather in LARPers? And I, can you grandfather and I, in the LARPers? Okay, all right, I can, I can understand that. I think y'all know my perspective. Like, I think it's good to respect the culture in which things come from. Like Even the Brits? Well, no, you can't. I don't respect the British. Okay, I was like, oh we nanade those Brits, and frankly, they don't get to have a say anymore. But what what I will say is that I think that while it is important to come at whatever style of music you're trying to make with respect for the culture and the people in it, I also think that you know it's just more fun. It's just more fun to live in a world 
in which things are categorized by the sounds and the type of type of emotions that they try to give rather than saying, oh, only British people can make Britpop. Therefore, people who don't care about the Britpop sound but are from Bit- Britain. OK, but uh, instead Britpop. of get, instead of getting highbrow and philosophical about it, it's like, okay, yeah, no, br- break it by way of example. And the, the best thing I probably got is it's like Sparks. OK, the band Sparks, they don't mm. feel American to me. They really do not. They feel either like they're a French electro group or they feel like they are just something that came out of like the Brit Britain uh, hipster hipster scene. That's like what they feel like to me. And they are American. And so like, I don't know. Can you come up with examples that actually break the mold? Like who is an American Brit pop artist? Can you well, come I'm up just, with one? I'm thinking about. No, 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 no. No, an American Brit. Well, here's the problem. I don't listen to Britpop. Okay, well then, uh, actually, uh, as Amer- a genre, okay. it phenomenally okay, bores me. Then, then an American K-pop or J-pop Here, or no, anything. I good. have an example, which is there was a cavalcade, especially around the time Drake was doing views type stuff, where there were British and American artists who were making Jamaican style music, right? And I also briefly got into um, what's it called, Afrobeats type mm. stuff, which is nigerian stars attempting to make british and american style music and i'm not saying that there's like not a power dynamic here that there's not like a hint of gentrification here or that they're even the same thing i'm just saying that seeing what both people brought to the table when you do see americans try to interpret what they love about latin music or you see nigerians try to imitate what they love about american pop music um it's so interesting the ways that they play off of each other and that the ideas that they have. And in a way, Afrobeats has become its own genre because they're taking a lot of these electronic sounds, but they're mixing them in very like indigenous African ways and using scales and notes that aren't really familiar Trying to, to us. Trying to turn back to Fela Kuti. Yeah. Tony Allen. And so I, I clearly think the gorilla, just... the gorillas are on that empire too. Like, Damon Albarn really did lean into that. Like yeah. they were coming, trying, like you're saying, and there's a, the dynamic. And, and I mean, there, like, but like it, it happened to jazz. It happened to rock and roll and it happened to hip hop. Like eventually things just have so many different people participating in them that yes, I admit it loses a little bit of its cultural identity. However, and again, I'm speaking about this from like a relatively privileged, like white person perspective. I just like the idea that we can share these cultural and aesthetic ideas together. And so I would rather live in a world where Britpop and K-pop are defined by their artistic goals rather than by the people who make them. Yeah, but the, the problem is, is it is in the name, right? Yeah. So like the, the root there is pop, right? They're all different types of pop. And that is actually Pablo just asked, what makes Britpop different from other pop? So like time and place. I think I think <laughs> frankly well, too. If it's, it's time and place. It's attitude. It's attitude because it's like it's like could I be like yeah I'm gonna be a grime artist. That's I what could. it's like saying because it's like uh, uh, anybody that's like raised in America they're gonna have a hard time. First of all, sounding that way. Second of all, just emulating that exact attitude. You know what I mean? Certain genres are just very attached to culture. I think. Yeah, but like okay, so like. Logan was saying reggae, for example, right? You have reggae was a predominantly Jamaican music style. And there are a bunch of Americans that make it now like stick figure or, you know, so I mean, obviously the, the sound, uh, a genre becomes like, it's like a sound that anybody can emulate. 
Yeah. But I, think, I guess the question is, are those emulations? But I think that this is this is beyond genre because this is genres that include a country or like an ident- a cultural identity inside it, like Britpop, J-pop, K-pop. Like I think. Like, when no. I think of K-pop, it's just like, you cannot... I mean, we can even go further back than that. Like, think about the glam metal bands from the 80s. Like, what are you usually associated with? Los Angeles. Yeah. Skid Row. Not the band, but, like, the literal, like, Sunset Boulevard. There was bands other places that were doing it, like, in Finland and stuff. Like, Hanaway Rocks was doing it. But it's not really a thing. And I think it comes down to, like, other people can do it, emulate the sound, for example. But like how successful and really connected to the idea of like this is what x genre was going for when the originators started it Eh, but i'm kind of a death of the artist type person where i think a lot of once a work is created and it's put out into the ether it kind of becomes separate from the person who made it in a sort of way right and i think in that in that similar sense there can be people in finland who like that type of sound can recreate that type of sound and make it for people and still be honestly expressing their own emotions. And I think like gatekeeping it behind, Oh, well you weren't there. Like you didn't, you don't really know. I should like, I'd like to rephrase what I said. Like I do agree with you there. Like Hanoi rocks and bands like that. They are good. They're doing what they're doing. I'm just saying like, typically when we think of things like Brit pop, hair metal, et cetera, et cetera, it's usually tied to a time and place. And so like, there's still people making hair metal today. Yeah. 40 years on from all over the world. I mean that, or like, I feel like there's some distinctly American genres that have kind of taken over oh, elsewhere yeah, in the absolutely. world. Like new metals one, I think of specifically, cause we're talking about J pop right. as another thing in the original question, Japanese rock music in like the mid two thousands was extremely influenced by new metal. Right. But it wasn't, arguably they did it better. Oh, no, they probably, yeah, no, they did for the <laughs> most part. But it's just one of those things where it's kind of like, same with, like, black metal. Yeah. And I, it, it comes down to, like, I just see, but all of those we, that you're, genre genre words, all of those that you're saying, though, you're saying black metal, new metal, right? All those, the, the root there is metal, but, but I mean, it's it not really it's matter not what the root classified is. by a culture. And that's the problem with Britpop, but K-pop. It, okay, but it is. I, I think we associate those things with a culture, though. Like, well, how can when you, you symphonic like, metal? When you think of like <laughs> yeah. symphonic metal, too, if you think of those things, like typically we're thinking like the Scandinavian yeah. area of the world. Yeah. If we're thinking of new metal, we're thinking of like the Midwest, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And Nick so, like, I, even if you're not putting the geographical location in the name, I think a lot of genres still are associated with certain locations. Uh, I I agree. Like punk rock, New York, Los Angeles, Boston, London, London. Yeah. Like clash in the sex pistols. Like there's a lot. And I I think genre just doesn't really matter what one you're going for. Like ultimately it's going to start somewhere and probably be associated. So I guess that's the real question is, is like our genres, like what's, what role does geography play in genre? I think it plays a lot. Well, I mean, even like genres with their subgenres, or even just genres in general. Well, Think about me, like hip hop in America. West Coast is vastly different than East Coast is different than the South is different. Than here's like what Detroit. I would say: I would say that geography has the most to do with genre when the genre is being born, when it is starting. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Because once the genre is born, then it, it becomes what Logan was talking about, where it kind of it 
other people collaborate and it morphs a yeah. little bit. Pretty soon you got anime rappers. Yeah, but like I'm so sorry. But like I do. I, <laughs> this is directly your fault. <laughs> I do think you're right. Origin and I think geography is tied to origin. I mean, obviously. And I think it's interesting because if you listen to a band who was from, say, Pennsylvania, and they called themselves New York Hardcore, because my whole argument about why we should consider, like, K-pop and Britpop still those genres, even if they exist outside of the country, is because it's useful to talk about them in that way. Yeah, and But now, now that you bring it up, now that you difference. bring the question, Jake, like... It would be kind of weird to have a band that was, I don't know, from Pennsylvania, made New York hardcore, and then I was talking about them to you. Would I say that they're a New York hardcore group? I'd probably say they make music in the style of New York hardcore. Yeah. And you're right, that is a semantic difference. It is. Yeah, but there's also I, a sonic difference between I, I, Pennsylvania and New York bands, but I'm not going to get into that. Well, but, yeah, but that's, that's, what, that's what probably Korean people would say about American K-pop, too. Yeah. Like, the thing is, is I do think... That if you're putting on that qualifier of K-pop or New York hardcore, you are saying this is actually from that geographic location. Meaning I understand that geography that well. Meaning you probably were raised there, honestly. Because you can only really do it. Well, I no, because like, we all know about New York hardcore. I know, but I don't make it. Like, for me to make New York hardcore... Well, no, because you could make hardcore. You could not make New York Yeah, I know, because when you get that specific with it, I think you are you are expressing an understanding of geography, of upbringing in an, in an area that only you would know. What are, you, what are you talking about? Like, I'm saying, like, you cannot... I cannot LARP my way to being as good at being, like... A British, I don't care from the '90s as Oasis was. But there's, you, you there's could, no way ever people have. Gallagher. No, you well, won't, I'm not. You I'm will not, not be able. To, not you will Oasis, not be able to do it. But I'm saying, like people adopting the cultural identities of places that they're not from in order to succeed in a music industry that is different. But you'll That's always. You'll, I think it kind of goes back to we've talked about it before. It's a big thing, like street cred in in hip hop. It's like how real yeah. are you? Which, by the way, seems to barely matter now, anyway. But, yeah. but like that whole—that's kind of the concept there, because it's like, I, and I do think that you can feel the difference, because it's like, I mean, certainly the thing is, I, I think I'm you just can. Not that where, where, I, about it. where I feel that, where I feel the undertones of that argument going, though, are the whole "it's already been done before" thing. Which I actually just saw a quote by David. Lynch. I, I believe it was David Lynch. I don't know. I've been reading a lot of crap, but David Lynch said something about. Everybody's worried about, oh, it's been done before. Well, of course it has, but it's about you saying it. Yeah, well, no, it's, and, 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 and honestly, that's fine. But like what I guess I'm if you're that's fine. I'm not trying to say don't do it, I, but I am trying to say like you probably are going to be most able to express um, something that is most local and, and and like natural to you. And so for me to try to be a grime artist is probably, you'll always know that I was not that. I was aesthetically, that, that has, I, don't love I was day. aesthetically the, trying to identify it. The that. only thing really, the, the, the only thing I see between you and being a grime artist is literally like something physical, which is accent. That's about it. No, I think like, you could emulate the sound I think just it, as well. I don't know if I believe. Here's it. what it would have to be, though. Like, I think okay, I, wait, wait, I, I think I don't think people are like as sensitive to the oh they're really from here. Oh, they really are. I don't think I care about that. I think what is tangible in music more often is sincerity. 
Okay, but yeah. I, but, but so I, I'm the, I guess, how can I, how could I truly be? It goes back, I guess what I'm ultimately trying to say is, yeah. is separate art. Like, the artist separating art from the artist. No, no, the, well, the artist them in an act of creation actually being able to be agnostic of their creation, and they're they are not. They will always be present in it. I can try to make music in another genre and probably get pretty far, but you will always know where exactly no, I am because what you're because what that will devolve into is a no true Scotsman argument where we'll find somebody who's from Canada or from California who makes grime music and puts on the accent and you're going to be like, oh, well, you can really tell, right? Oh, but then they're actually from London. Oh, but if I never told you they were from California, I would have never... Like, it, it's just astrology. That's what you're describing. No, I don't think... How do, how, are, how do you play out of... How do you play out of... You Do you believe that the artist... Like, do you truly believe any individual can make music of any genre? What I think it is... I don't, what I don't I believe that. What I think it is born out of is, like, if you have a passion for a sound and you listen to a lot of things, I really think pretty much anybody can do any genre of music. I, I I'm not saying that there aren't cultural boundaries that need to be respected, especially if a music scene is young, especially if you come from a place of privilege, but I absolutely do not believe that a Philadelphia person is incapable of making honest-to-God grime music. I, I think I probably would side with Logan. I don't know about this. I don't know about I, this, boys. Because, like, okay, more, I, have, wait, wait, wait. I have one example, though. Real quick. Yeah. Our uncles... Or me and Jake's uncles. Um, at one time, like they were making country music, and they were playing at country clubs. And one time, uh, an audience member came up and said, "Was well, just like kind of shaking his head. He's like, you guys aren't the real thing.' He's like, I can tell you guys are a funk band, and they are funk. That's what they've always done is funk. And it's like, I don't think you can divorce yourself truly. Whoa, I, no, no, no. That's the equivalent of a YouTube comment in real life. People say anything for any reason. No, but I don't believe the genre is something that you can just be like, yeah, I'm going to be that today. I think you have to believe it at a fundamentally deeper level than that. And that's why I think okay, you but can't what about, do it. What about like an artist like Pine Grove, for example, right? Those guys are from New Jersey, which is not the hometown of country. I'm and yet they they have adopted the country sound like flawlessly, authentically, in my opinion. Mm. Shout out Pine Grove. It, it, it's an opinion. The thing is, it's always opinion. Yeah, that's, that's the, the thing. Yeah. And, and here's but the deal. what I will say, I, what I will say is, I think that's a good example of taking a sound, even though they are not in the epicenter of it, and but I would doing just, it. Well. I, I would describe that more of as like what Logan was describing with happening with Afrobeat, though. I would say that that is more like the genres existed and now it's morphing and, into something and new. Wait a second, one guy, one guy at one of your uncle's shows came up and said, "You guys actually play funk, right?" One guy. No, I can tell there that the are same. Mil there are dozens at least of other audience members who probably went to the country club that night and thought, hmm, good country music <laughs> and didn't give it more of a thought. It's just comments and people just say things. Furthermore, furthermore, we know our uncles and we happen to know that they're not passionate about country. Yeah, but that's my whole point. And that's if they my whole point. We're passionate about but country. But see, if you're to make the case that that like what I'm hearing your guys' case be is any individual could make any song of any genre. I 
I don't believe that. I don't believe that you're capable of feeling things at, at an intensity. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. I'm saying Chef Gusteau from Ratatouille. I'm not saying everyone can be a great chef. I'm saying a great chef can come from anywhere. Okay, that's fine, but I don't think that is what you... A freaking man... Wow. That, he could have said that. Yeah, yeah. well, but yeah, you'd not see the fundamental flaw in that because, like, what we're talking about, though, is identifying with a collective, not just a, an individual. Because, like, he, what he's saying is, what with, with that comment, what I'm hearing, I'm not saying you can't be great wherever you're from. I'm just saying you, w- you cannot, div- like, I am, will not be able to express certain genres the way other people who just understand it at a fundamentally different level than I do can. And that's just it. And I can express things that they can't from but, my perspective. But that is because you have gravitated towards certain genres. Yeah, like, I know. Like, like you could be a kid from the Midwest that gravitated to reggae and you could get immensely good at reggae. You could play reggae yes, as good okay, as the I, I don't disagree with that, but I do think at that point you, it is going to be somewhat derivative, though. I think it'll what? always be... All a, music is... A, Aaron, I have a question. This is where we started. This is the I King's English. This is why the King's you, English. Aaron, why do you not believe in yourself? I, I do. You, I just believe that my what I'm going to express is going to be... What a, it, individual to because, me it's not going to be because what i'm worried about what i'm hearing from you here is you saying i've given up i've accepted that some people can only make things that will sound derivative because they don't identify with that culture no and that's what i was getting at with the the david lynch quote is the whole derivative thing while you know the queen honestly this is poetic dude the king's english thing just wow <laughs> wow wow it's this like came poetry, around they run this came around full circle <laughs> no no but honestly like I don't know. I think I'm being fundamentally misunderstood because I'm not saying I'm not saying I've given up. I'm not saying you can't be great. I'm not I'm not saying I disagree with any of those quotes. What I am saying is like origin of a genre. If you're talking about the purest form of a sound, if you word again, if you're second to it, if you're second to it, you're second to it. That's fine, but you are second to it, and and it'll all the original will always be the original. Okay, I've been no, asked for my opinion in take. chat, so I am going to talk as much as I hate discourse. <laughs> I do agree with everybody in some form. However, I think that a lot of musical genre stuff, as I've talked about already at this point, does come from regional differences. Memphis hip-hop is vastly different. The New York hip-hop is vastly different than Compton hip-hop is vastly different than Bay Area hip-hop even, and they're in the same freaking state. But I think that anybody can theoretically do X, Y, or Z genre. Doesn't matter. If an American dude wants to do Britpop, even if he's so far removed that it's very obvious that he doesn't have any idea what he's doing, let him. Who cares? And I, I don't <laughs> think that there's really any reason to keep a genre out of someone else's hands. However, I do think that genres have specific regional differences. That's why we have these monikers like Britpop, K-pop, J-pop, whatever. Even though I probably personally couldn't pick out the difference between the latter two, <laughs> if I sat and listened to it for a while, I'd probably be able to tell you that, like, hey, this is where k-pop differs from j-pop you could pick out k-pop and j-pop it's really obvious well i guess i haven't listened to any of it then which is also true but <laughs> I, i've heard bts that's alpha and omega but i, I think that and like omega. and we talked about like people in hardcore you know from pennsylvania doing like new york hardcore tons of bands do that 
bands do it all the freaking time. Like New York hardcore is as influential as it comes. And I, everybody in new hardcore bands likes to rip off Madball. <laughs> so it's like, it doesn't matter where you're from. I've seen bands from freaking Kansas do Madball stuff. Texas, like Texas, Dallas, Texas is not New York City at all. But I've seen it happen. And so I think it doesn't really make a difference where you're from if you're passionate about it and you believe and actually give it a shot, a valiant one. Because, I mean, there's lots of people that were like, oh, man, insert genre here. I can do that. No, you probably can't. But if you give it some time, give it some practice, maybe you can. Yeah, again, it comes down, I, I think to regional differences, doesn't matter where you're from, we associate certain sounds with regional genres. I, mm. I would have to echo my point that, that goes with him is in that i think that the region has the most to do with the birth of the sound once the sound is already birthed i think pretty much anybody from anywhere can create it that's yeah. how i feel yeah i'm not trying to say don't do it but i i, I no i'm just kidding i'm not trying to say don't do i it. am <laughs> but I, I i don't know i think yeah the origin the actual origin is kind of I don't know. I do think that there's a purity there. It, really, it literally is the King's English. It's it's the same point you guys were having. And ironically, you were arguing more like me. But what I was saying, but what I was saying is, and this is what I thought he was misunderstanding me with. It she was misunderstanding me with was it doesn't mean it's better or that they can't do it. Yeah, it just means there is a timeline that can be traced back to a location. That's all I was. Yeah, saying. Yeah, that, that's fair. And, and, and I, that's I, the same. That's I, the same with genre. Yeah, you can trace things back to a location. But there has to be, and that's what I think Cody brings it all in. Is there has to be what he said, valiant effort. Like you can't just go, oh yeah, like he was saying. I watched it, or she was saying. I watched seven minute video. I understand this in and out and therefore i can just make a song of any genre it's like no it has to be way- i don't i don't think anybody was saying that i was who was saying that me i could we were all I, saying I, I i couldn't tell with lauren over there lauren seemed like the the implication was kind I, of like no I, I can be an owner of all genre if i, 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 I want to make a song i'll no, just make I, it i thought the clarifier at least that i thought we were saying was if you are passionate about that sound, if you chase that sound and you want to be part of that sound, you can do it. Okay, I agree with that. But you Full have disclosure, to. I don't think there's anything wrong with experimenting either. Oh no, but I, I don't either. I, I think, think you're talking about like, in order to be considered part of that scene, I do think the passion is something that's just going to be requisite with it. Okay, yeah. I agree with that then, because that's where I think I misunderstood. Because uh, Jake and I are pulling together a synthesis on this. <laughs> God bless us. Because you guys are so good us. at discourse. No, no, no. Because I was feeling I I, my 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 feeling was just kind of like this idea of you know it's like if I want to do it I can do it and it's just like it. And you're like mm, it's not just like it because you as an individual have to want it as bad as they wanted it. That's that's what is requisite. Um, that wording was a little, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think we generally agree. Can we tie a bow on it? I think we, let's tie, think a, bow we can tie a bow on it. I think this. we generally agree. Yeah. <laughs> good fight, guys. Good, good fight. Hang up the gloves. <laughs> I want a good, clean fight. <laughs> Above the belt. <laughs> no Oliver Tree references. Speed round. And I mean for real speed round. We've, right. we've already gone over. All right, straight up. Number one. Go see Denzel Curry. The new album's amazing. I was going to promote Cry Wolf, but whatever. I'm seeing Denzel soon. <laughs> Troubles with T-Pain. Legitimate Kenny Beats, Denzel, and T-Pain, of all people, pull, to get, pull together for a great song about uh, getting out the mud. Getting, getting uh, T-Pain says he got drunk 
and he can't swim, so he went swimming, and now he's clown fishing. I don't really know what that means, <laughs> but it sounds hard. Oh, it sounds hard. It. it sounds That's hard. That's all I got. <laughs> Honestly, I love that you were going to rep Crywolf. Yeah, bless up. I love up. it. I Maybe love next it. week. Bless up, bless up. Um, yeah, it was hard for me not to choose a Denzel track as well because that show is going to be awesome. We're seeing them this Saturday. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to choose Flume's new song because it's kind of cheap here because I, it's, I'm saying Bop of the Week and it just came out today, but it is a banger and I love Flume forever and I already listened to it like a billion times and so it's great. So the track is Sirens by Flume. Um, cannot wait for his new release. It's going to be it's going to be so awesome. Yeah, no, it really is a good track. I liked it a lot. Uh Man, I don't even know what I've been listening to this week. You said you just said speed. I know. But How could you do this? I I, I, I haven't been I literally <laughs> Actually, haven't. I feel like I've been a little hard on you this episode. I love you. You've been very hard. And I and I thank you for producing the show and I think you are very well spoken and intelligent. And I'm sorry that a lot of my opinions this show happen to line up opposite to yours. It's fine. Happens. Uh, seriously, though, what have I been listening to? I really, really do not know. I, I haven't been listening to hardly any music this week, to be honest. But I have to have something. So, um, I mean, it was the... It was the album of the week last week, but well, I'll just go for a straight up uh, Golden Age. All right. Beck. A good pick. I did see him listening to it this week. So. Yeah. Um, Been anyway. one of those. My uh, bop of the week is uh, Liar by Envy of None. It's Alex Lifeson from Rush's new band, and it's... Holy crap. He's he's ditching... Uh, he's like, Neil Pert died. It's all right. We can move on. We can still do this thing. What? It's been like two years. It's just him. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of their group? Envy of None. Uh, so he's shredding? No, it's very mellow. Interesting. I'll have to give that a spin, actually. All those guys are pretty talented. Getty Lee's voice is pretty annoying. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Bad take. Had to be said. Had to be Wait said. a minute. Bad take. Did that just come from you? That had to be said. Me. All right. You're a Russian. All right. No, it's, it's been no, a time. I, I like Rush and I like Coheed, and they're just yeah. I would say Rush Getty Lee is just Claudio Sanchez. It's just Claudio Sanchez is Getty Lee. Would never pick so. as a Rush guy though, dude. I'm I, a, it was a Rush dad's girl. iPod classic. Ah, you know how it is. See you next week. See you next week. See you next week. See you next week.